Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today I want to talk about insecure cats. But before we do that, I want to welcome my handsome husband and comedic sidekick, Dewey Vaughn. Say hi, Dewey. (laughs) Hello (laughs) to all of you cat fans out there. Hello to my beautiful, sweet wife, who is the co- the not co, I'm the co, she's the star of the show, and I'm the co-star of the show. So here we go. It looks like we've got something pretty interesting today. Insecure cats. You know, that's always a you know, we always talk about insecure in people, but you know, some people just probably don't realize that cats do have some insecurities. So uncertainty or anxiety about oneself. Lack of confidence. Wow, that sounds more like we're talking about people instead of cats, but okay. So cats really have these feelings, huh? Um, Yeah, I mean, that's what insecurity is defined as, as, you know, uncertainty, anxiety about oneself. I think in cats, it's anxiety about the environment rather than themselves, which results in a maybe a lack of confidence. You know, and I think too, just like people, you, know, you have some cats that are more extroverts and some that are more shy and insecure, but you know, cats are really unique. Each one is different. Like our cat right now, I really try to lock him out of our recording room. And he snuck in and is just wreaking havoc over there because he knows how to do lots of attention-seeking behaviors. (laughs) But this isn't an episode on attention-seeking, Pico. It is insecure. And he is not that. You know, Pico is is certainly a bold, confident guy and um, doesn't have an ounce of insecurity (laughs) in his little body about anything. (laughs) <laughs> Even our neighbors, you know, they have a big black dog. And I said to them one day, they were coming over to dinner, and I said, you know, Pico likes dogs. <clears throat> you should bring your dog over with you. And the dog's name's Brandy. So they, they bought Brandy over. She's she's a big black lab mix, older dog. And Pico was like, wow, that dog is big. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they just they got along fine. You know, there's yeah, no, sure no fear or insecurity with that little dude about Anything, anything. Wow. So um, let's talk about some of the signs that you would see in insecurity. I mean, you can always tell it in people because they're always, you know, you could just tell it by the way they sound. So maybe that's one of the things that you're probably going to talk about. How do they sound? How does an insecure person sound? An insecure person either is going to be super heightened in their conversations when they're having conversations or super low tone. You know, mm-hmm. sort of that mild mean. And some people overcompensate it by being boisterous and dominant and all that. That's a sign of insecurity, too. So maybe cats have that same thing where they have a low meow or maybe a really high meow. <laughs> so, I don't know. Where are you going to no. go with this, Molly? 
<laughs> no, cats, I think cats display their insecurities a little different. Like, you know, an, an insecure cat is, of course, one that has tendencies of hiding, you know, because they don't feel safe in their environment. A lot of times they'll pee outside the litter box and, you know, the cases that I get, and I, I guess this is kind of too what led me to want to do this episode today is I've had like three inappropriate urination consults in this last week where the cats were peeing on their clothes or on the bed right where they sleep. And one girl, um, I actually had a, you know, we did a video consult and I said, well, show me where, where she's peeing. And she said, well, she peed once right here on this side of the bed and once right here on up here on this side of the bed by the pillow. And I said, well, who sleeps on which side of the bed? Because she had a, a boyfriend that would sleep over occasionally. And she said, well, when she did it, I was sleeping on that side of the bed, you know, she said the first time. And then I moved to this side of the bed. So the cat was peeing right where she was. So they tend to pee outside the litter box on things that are very personal to us, things that smell like us, and, um, you know, more so than than just random places because, because they use urine as a as a way to to mix scents to create a communal scent so it's kind of a bonding thing for them so if they don't feel real secure in your relationship like if you've been yelling at your cat a lot or something like that they're going to feel real insecure because you've become very unpredictable to them and they're like well i need to bond more with this person and one way that they bond is they mix scents and they use they use urine um as that you it also happens when um you know when when they don't have enough resources i think a cat can feel insecure and that can lead to urinating outside the litter box also if they see outside cats then they become very insecure about their territory and feel like it's not safe because there's a potential territory invader outside that window. They don't know that that cat can't get in. Just like when when Pico saw that gray cat outside mm-hmm. and it went around, you know, by the catio and then you saw him all bushy-tailed creeping around the corners, you know, looking for something. You were convinced it was a ghost, but really yeah. <laughs> he, he was he was looking for that cat because he doesn't know that that cat can't come in his cat door. He's, you know, they just don't have that the cognitive function. You know, another another thing that I think makes, you know, there are signs of insecurity in a cat is excessive purring, you know, but not by itself because some cats just are really happy and purr a lot. But if you have excessive purring combined with other symptoms, that can be, you know, a sign of of insecurity. Um, A lot of people think purring is just when a cat's happy, but it's not. If a cat is injured, we find that they, they sit there and they purr a lot. It comforts themselves. Also aggression, you know, we, I see cats get aggressive when they're insecure because it's a defensive aggression. They don't feel safe in their environment and they feel like they have to lash out defensively to protect themselves. Also, you know, body language tells us a lot about cats. You know, if their tail is down, their eyes are dilated, um, excessive meowing, you know, sometimes that excessive meowing. I had one case this week where the lady was like, 
I I don't know. I'm going to have to give this cat up because it meows all the time. And she, too, records things professionally. And this cat, and obviously not cat things, because the cat was meowing in the background excessively. And she said, I just, you know, I can't have that. But sometimes cats will do that as a call to their owners because they want their owners to be closer when they're alone. You know, that that company, that, that companionship makes them feel better. Another sign might be excessive grooming, you know, to soothe themselves because they they groom themselves like like their mom used to and it and it makes them feel better and they can actually, you know, groom holes in themselves over grooming. So if you see excessive grooming, that could be a sign of insecurity. It could also be a sign of of allergies, but don't rule insecurity out. And then I guess the only other thing I can think of is, you know, kind of like what I said when they're meowing a lot because they want to want you to be closer. If you have a really clingy cat, a cat that's just over attached, can't, you know, can't do anything without you, have to be there right by you all the time, that could be a, a also a sign of insecurity. Wow. So, you know, you you mentioned some things which may roll into this anyway, but you know, I imagine their body language really can tell you a lot too, right? Yeah, cuz you know, they can't speak. They can't they can't go, "Hey mom, I'm really feeling bad right now. I need a hug." You know, they don't they can't really talk English. So their way of communicating is body language, and that's true in the wild because they have evolved as a not having a social hierarchy because they're a solitary species. They don't use language to talk to one another. They use body language to talk to one another. So if they see a cat you know, at the edge of their territory, they're going to kind of hunch their shoulders, put their head down low, make themselves look kind of big and mean and, and stare confrontationally and walk sideways because it makes them look bigger to that that invader and and they communicate that way with body stance and and things and so yes you can tell a lot an insecure cat's going to be close to the floor it's not going to like to jump up on things it'll you know its tail will be down when it walks across the room and it may lower its hips a little closer to the floor so like it looks like its back legs are bent as it's as it's walking its head will be lower you know not not straight up but it'll be kind of on the same plane as the back it'll be looking around you know you very alert with its eyes and kind of slinking from one place to another where it can feel like it can hide and be more secure so absolutely Body language can can tell you a lot. Wow. You know, after listening to all these shows and doing all these shows with you, <clears> I, <throat> the first thing that comes to mind is, is that you've talked about different body languages at different times. I mean, this almost takes a Rolodex where you got to go, okay, what's it doing now? All right. <laughs> flip through the Rolodex. Uh, oh. Uh, it looks like it Flash might be car today. Oh, you just gave me, the other way. No, look. Yeah, you gave me a good idea. I'm making to make body language flashcards for cats. <laughs> good idea. That'll work. So why do they feel insecure anyway? Well, 
change. I mean, change is the the biggest thing, you know, as a trigger. If you have a cat that wasn't insecure and is now acting insecure and you go, well, what on earth happened? Look at what, what possibly changed. Did you move? Are there new animals in the home? Are you remodeling? Have you had house guests? And then abuse and neglect can also cause insecurity if they, you know, at a young age, you know, were abused or neglected by people. A lot of the kittens that were abandoned in pickle jars and the dumpster and those horrible stories you hear, they're not the most outgoing and confident cats when they grow up. They, that that sticks with them for life. And, you know, un, and that kind of rolls into a, another one, which is under-socialized, which is a little different. Because you can abuse a socialized cat and they become very insecure. But if a cat was under-socialized in its young developmental stage, then that's going to make it more insecure, especially living around people, than than a cat that was socialized. You know, and any kind of scary, unpredictable things like loud noises, excuse me, like you drop a pan in the kitchen or something like that unexpected movements, you know, you're all herky-jerky when you aren't normally or something like that. And just any kind of chaos in a household. Cats love order. They like quiet, zen order. So if they live in a chaotic household where there's lots of loud music or arguing or, you know, stuff strewn everywhere, that kind of puts them a little on edge because that's not the way they prefer to live. They really like everything very predictable, very organized. I want to be able to see everything. I want everything in its right place. I don't like stuff being all random and willy-nilly. So Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a cat show, not willy or nillies. <laughs> willy-nilly. That'd be a good yeah. cat name. Willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what can we do about all this? Um, there's a lot of things you can do to make a cat feel more secure. You can first and foremost, you know, give them high places. Cats feel safe and secure when they're very high. So you can create like we did wall climbing things like Pico has this wall climbing thing that goes up to a bed. He spends a lot of bit of time up there and not every day. Maybe some days he's feeling more insecure than others. And those are the days he's up there, but they like to have um, high places and places to hide. You know, maybe you create a high place. that has got a little cubby up there that it can go up and, and hide in and kind of peek out and, and, you know, survey the domain from, from the tall tree, like like lions in Africa, and and <laughs> safe zones. You know, get a get a cat tree, a really tall cat tree, and make that home base for the cat. Whenever the cat is on that cat tree, nobody touches it because the cats have to have safe zones. We tend to interact with our cats more than they probably like or that they're comfortable with. So if you have a place the cat can go and it knows that no one's going to touch me if I'm up on that tree, then that's going to give it a, a safe zone. And then some other things, you know, you can help with scent things like catnip works a lot. 
the pheromone diffusers. I wouldn't use too many essential oils unless you're getting them that have been blended specifically for animals because that can can be very dangerous. But certainly catnip and pheromone diffusers are are safe. You know, and, and I don't normally say this, but sometimes maybe getting another cat helps a cat feel secure. And that would be cats that come from hoarding cases. I see these in the shelter all the time. You have cats that were a hoarding case. They, they end up in a shelter. They're all separated and in individual cages. And their history is, I've spent time in a small area with a lot of other cats, but haven't had a lot of physical human interaction. So they're much more at ease being around other cats. So if you know that your cat was around other cats, feral cat colony, hoarding house, came from a multi-cat household where it was close, you know, that kind of thing, then sometimes getting another cat will boost that cat's confidence. But be careful in how you do that. You know, we have lots of resources on how to introduce cats available to you. And the other thing is, like I said earlier, I, I mentioned that the cat feeling like there's a lack of resources in the home is a is a trigger to make them feel insecure. So multiplying resources, especially if you have multiple cats, you want to have one more litter box than you do numbers of cats. And if you have an only cat, have a couple litter boxes in different parts of the house. Because if they feel more insecure in one part of the house than another, then you're going to want to give them options for that. And, um, you know, and, and everything that's a resource, obviously, if you have m- multiple places to, to get up, not just one high vertical place, give them two or three or give them a way to get up on top of that bookshelf and hang out up there because that feels safe. You know, and create, the, just like I said, to you know, allowed chaotic environments make them feel insecure so make a quiet environment that is you know predictable and when you can't be there that if an insecure cat is alone in a home oftentimes will feel really frightened so be sure to leave music on some quiet classical music or better yet um, get the icom cat music it's been scientifically modulated for cats and dogs, and it is great music to listen to. It's very relaxing. Or go out to YouTube and put on cat TV. They've got all these TVs with with channels with birds and squirrels running and things like that. And that that, that kind of kind of helps. And if you've got a a new cat, or let's say something has has triggered that cat to to be insecure all of a sudden. Like let's say you dropped a pan in the kitchen and ever since then the cat is just running from you. So put the cat in a safe room, create one room that can be a quiet, calm area. Maybe it's your office or something like that where you're, you know, you're spending some time but not a lot of time in there. And then once the cat's starting to be confident in that room, then expand that territory little by little rather than than having them be insecure in the whole place. And then, of course, you know, uh, positive experiences. I, I can't reinforce enough that positive reinforcement is the way to modify cat behavior most effectively and least invasively, by the way. And so we want to make sure 
that the cat is having really positive experiences, especially around people. So spend time giving your cat treats, maybe clicker training it, that kind of thing. Sit on the cat's level on the floor. Be down by them so you're not so big and tall and scary. And maybe just sit there and read to them, you know, if, if you've got them in a safe room. And read read the New York Times or something to them this morning. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, I just couldn't see that. <laughs> and today in the New York Times, Kitty, let me tell you what happens. <laughs> Man li- runs through the Fifth Avenue uh, what do you call it? The store naked. <laughs> hey, Kitty, look. <laughs> yeah, could just see that. Do, cats love the sound of their of their human companions' voices. So, uh-huh. yeah, reading to them works, or just talking to them. You know, I talk to Pico all the time. In fact, he's finally settled down in here. He's up in his high spot. By the way, I have some really tall filing cabinets, and I put a bed up there for him, and he's climbed up there and started grooming and uh, gonna take a little nap but it you know to him I'm just sitting here talking to him <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's very calm about that uh, well I'm <laughs> good well so um I would think you wouldn't really want to pick up your cat in a situation like that I would think you know physically interacting with the stressed out cat doesn't help reduce the stress right Oh, absolutely. You know, people, I always say people anthropomorphize onto cats, which means we basically project human emotions and human needs. And when we're feeling insecure, we think a hug will make us feel better. Well, that's not true with a with a cat at all. Sometimes actually touching your cat while it's feeling very insecure is not the best thing. You know, let them... Let them drive that. Watch their body language. Are they coming to you? And if so, then you can react accordingly. And if not, give them the space that they need to feel safe. Because if you've got them picked up off the floor, held up against your chest where they're no longer in control of their environment or their body movements, they can't get down and run away if they want, they're going to, that's just going to heighten that feeling of insecurity. So, Absolutely, you're right. I I would not, don't think picking your cat up is going to help it make it feel better. You know, it's going to, it'll feel better if you're attuned to what it needs and you're watching. And, you know, in some cats that might be sitting next to you or on your lap. But whenever you pick up a cat, you're holding it securely. And that doesn't always make a cat feel secure. So... Yeah. Wow. So this is just always, as usual, my love, a great episode. You really, you really. Are you feeling more secure now, honey? I, you know what? But you can hold me and I'll be okay. Right. (laughs) You need (laughs) me to come give you a hug. I'll be much more secure when you do that, as opposed to I'm sure the kitties don't like what they like. (laughs) Anyway, I'd like. To just thank you again, Molly, for such a great episode and all the stuff that you do. I'd also like to say thank you to all the listeners out there who are listening in the great big cat world. Thank you for sending us uh, stories about your cats. And uh, please uh, keep doing that if you would. I'd like to invite all of our listeners to help support the work that Molly does. She provides these resources for free works many behavior cases for low-income families, and doesn't just 
because anything else that she can do to keep the cats out of the shelter, she's going to do. So if you also care about the plight of shelter cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. It's super easy. Just go to the store, Cat Behavior Solutions, the website, and scroll down to pass the products to the bottom. There are donation amounts. You can just drop into your cart and you can check out. Don't just check out after that. I mean, thank you. Thank you for your donations. We do need them to help keep us on the air here at Voice America. But while you're on our store, by the way, it's at catbehaviorsolutions.org. Go ahead and pick up some toys for your cat while you're there. We've got all kinds of things. You know, I mentioned catnip helps reduce insecurity in cats. And we have these catnip bags that are just chock full of catnip and they're really great they kind of like bunny kickers they kick them with their back feet and um (laughs) and if you have any ideas for our show um by all means send them to me molly at cattalkradio.com we love to get your ideas for shows and and we do them so please do that Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, please, because I just feel like our social media efforts suck. And <laughs> I really have not hired anybody to help us with that, but I'm on the verge of that. And I'd rather have all of our dollars go to helping cats rather than helping build our social media presence. But, you know, a lot of people judge us by that. So it's helpful if we can have a lot of followers. So please go out there and find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And go to the site because I have a blog. There's a lot more resources and information there too. And, you know, this is an all-volunteer gig. None of us make any money out of this thing. And Dewey and I do it. Dewey is very, very cooperative and and generous and spending his time (laughs) (laughs) helping with this podcast and uh, because we both want to help you take better care of your cat and help you increase that bond between the two of you and we're going to keep doing it as long as shelter Shelter euthanasia is the the number number one one cause of death death in in cats all right everybody until next time keep calm and purr on Yay, goodbye everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat, toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now... 
Go make a connection with your feline friend. 